Hello, and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting on episode 1 of Spy Family Season 2. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So I guess, you know, just to recap for the people sitting in the cheap seats, there's a cold war brewing between Westalis and Ostania, and, uh, basically everything lies on the shoulders of one man. And, you know, all things considered, that's not exactly a great strategy for world peace, but, uh, Twilight, as is his codename, is rather proficient, you know. He's a spy, he's uh, fake married to an assassin, and he's adopted a mind reader. You know, it's rather nifty in that everybody's sort of invested in the family despite not really knowing any of the other's secrets, you know. If nothing else, it's certainly a nice formula for, I guess, just creating interesting scenarios. You know, I have to say, I'm a little bit disappointed with the opening theme. Because the past two, they've certainly been very good. And between both the visuals and the music, it's just not working for me. You know, maybe I'll appreciate it more later. Maybe it'll grow on me. But as of right now, that really is like the worst of the three. And it's, uh... I suppose one of them has to be the worst, but it's unfortunate that... Things aren't, you know, improving. So, you know, it is sort of rare that we actually see Yor doing her assassin work. Granted, you know, we didn't exactly see her slaughter these people in exacting detail. But, uh, nevertheless, you know, it's nice to be reminded on occasion that she is a highly proficient killer. You know, even if this particular instance sort of, um... I guess shows to us that she's not entirely infallible. You know, she left the guy alive long enough to pop a shot off. 
You know, whether that chart was truly effective, uh, it's not clear just yet. Now, this is, uh, this is classic Anya behavior, you know? She really only cares about watching Bond Man, and, you know, the news is boring. Like, I remember being a kid and thinking the news is really boring, and now I watch the news on occasion. But, uh, you know, I can certainly appreciate the love of cartoons. You know, it's, uh, it's rather interesting that today's episode of Bond Man involves tailing a suspect. You know, hint, hint, hint. I think this is called foreshadowing. So, good news, bad news. You know, yours survived, but it seems as though she's not entirely unscathed, you know. Dutiful housewife as she is, she got the milk and the eggs. But this is where, um, you know, the confusion lies. Lloyd understands she's not feeling well, but, uh, you know, he's definitely not going to guess that she was shot in the posterior because she's an assassin. You know, no, no rational person would jump to that conclusion. Now, it's nice that Anya's kind of upset about this, as, you know, this would be a rather upsetting thing to hear if she were told, much less you know, reading someone's thoughts about it, but, you know, Yor has proven to be pretty superhuman, so, uh, you know, getting shot in the butt, that might hurt, and I'd imagine it would hurt quite a bit, but, you know, at least in her case, it's not going to be fatal. Like, I feel like there's got to be some pretty big blood vessels in that region of the body, but, uh, you know, maybe, uh, the bullet just missed. So it's unfortunate that Lloyd is sort of, uh, assuming that this whole issue is because he wanted her to buy groceries. You know, I guess it's nice in a way that he understands that he can't take these people for granted, even if they are part of an elaborate cover story. But nevertheless, you know, if he wants to maintain that cover, he has to put some work in. I do find it interesting that your being in pain is sort of indistinguishable from her being angry. You know, I guess uh, some of it's her just trying to keep a straight face, but, uh, you know, clearly it's not working. Now, from our perspective, a date isn't exactly what you want to do when you've been shot in the rear. I mean, we don't know anything about whether or not the bullet's been extracted or if it passed clean through or what the deal was, but I'd imagine, you know, assuming the best case scenario, like clean entry and exit, like the whole area would still be rather, uh, sore and swollen to say the least, you know? Like, I'd imagine if I had been shot, I wouldn't be too keen on going on a date anytime soon. I guess it's unfortunate that this is something Yor simultaneously does want to do, but doesn't quite feel up to. I mean, it is something that she sort of, like, forgot all of her pain for a second. You know, I was given to understand that she had a reasonably high pain tolerance. 
Or maybe, uh, maybe I'm just conflating things, because I know Yuri, he suffered quite a bit at her hands, and as a result, it's become sort of superhumanly resilient. But, uh, that's mainly in regards to eating horrible food. So you know what? I uh, I do feel a little bad for Frankie. He is always getting roped up into these schemes, you know. Sure, he's an informant and all that, but uh, now he's also a babysitter. You know, I I think Frankie really deserves a win sometime because the poor guy he just kind of gets put through the ringer a lot. Not that it's you know remarkably strenuous on him or anything, but, uh... So, to a normal person, planning out 862 possible dates might seem as, uh, a little bit overkill, but... Twilight does not do anything by half measures. Unfortunately, uh, most of his plans seem to hinge on actually riding in the car. That's got to be rather unfortunate to have over 700 plans wiped out in one fell swoop like that. So, while Frankie is normally making a good assumption here that cartoons could distract Anya, uh, she has other ideas. You know, she's getting serious now. She wants to play spy for real. You know, and naturally she wants to ensure that the date goes well and all that by following along and watching what they do. See, as put upon as he is, Frankie, he always rises to the challenge, you know. Because, like, the idea of tailing around Lloyd and Yor, you know, he's all in on that, getting disguised and sneaking around. Not sure their disguises are particularly good, you know. I don't think it would really fool anybody determined to suss out who they are. But, you know, it'll do for just a little bit of fun. Now, I do have to wonder, just in terms of Yor's condition, is walking around really much better than sitting? Because I feel like uh, you have a lot of muscles, presumably in the area where she got shot. If you're moving those muscles to walk, I feel like that's, uh, that's gotta hurt. So Lloyd's a good guy. You know, he noticed them, but... He doesn't want to spoil their fun, after all. You know, it would be, uh... Maybe not unbecoming, but there's no sense in doing that, you know? Although, that said, they're not being remarkably stealthy, I have to say. Oh, dear. So it is unfortunate that Lloyd keeps, uh choosing activities that would aggravate her bullet wound. You know, hey, try on these clothes with these tight pants, you know. Normally fine, in this instance, no good. And, you know, watching a movie is all well and good, but sitting down, 
you know, no can do, regardless of how rude it is to the rest of the theater. You know, I have to wonder at uh, how Anya can just sort of put up with that, because I feel like uh, kids in uh, boring adult films, or rather grown-up movies, you know, nothing, uh, nothing quite like that, you know, I'd imagine they wouldn't be too keen on it. <laughs> oh, this is definitely a no-go, getting a massage. And, you know, good on Frankie. He's at least taking the opportunity to enjoy everything. That was a little visual metaphor right there. Frankie as a snake. What, uh... What did the animation studio mean by that, I wonder? Now, I do have to wonder, despite this date being a bit of an impromptu thing, why doesn't your take, like, any, uh, pain medication or something like that? You know, just something to, like, take the edge off. Because I feel like that would be, uh, absolutely warranted given the circumstances. So, you know, here we go. It's the latest in a long line of things where it would be impolite to stand, you know. A big, fancy restaurant. I guess, fortunately, she seems to be sort of bending to the pressure, you know. Can't make too much of a scene in this place, but... At the same time, she can't really sit down either. You know, holding a pose like that is rather remarkable, just sort of... Adopting a sitting position without actually supporting yourself. I mean, if nothing else, I think that speaks to a remarkable strength, but I feel like, uh... That would be worse than actually just sitting. So now the plot thickens, you know. Obviously, Anya and Frankie, they don't have the proper attire for this restaurant. But at the same time... One of the waiters recognizes Yor as an assassin, and uh, he has a bone to pick. So surely, surely he's not just going to let things go, right? He ultimately decided to uh, leave his life of crime behind, but old habits die hard, you know. If he has a chance to knock off the Thorin Princess, you know, he might as well go for it, right? Uh, that gag never gets old. You know, I think that's uh, the first time we've seen it where Anya contemplates a potential divorce and abandonment. I have to say, though, that gag, uh, I think it worked better in print. But, uh, nevertheless, you know, that's very clearly exactly how things would play out unless Anya intervenes. Now, you know what? Alcohol might be good, you know. Yours seems to be a bit of a lightweight, so if nothing else, that might 
numb her sense of pain. Now, uh, I imagine it's not exactly a coincidence that they mentioned Blowfish. Okay, so I know where this is going. You know, Blowfish, they are highly poisonous if not prepared correctly, and it's a, a rather insidious nasty poison, too. I believe how it works is that it, uh, it like inhibits the electrical impulses that the brain sends to muscle groups. Meaning, um, like your heart no longer beats involuntarily. So I guess the question is, you know, uh, what's the twist here? Surely this is not the end of your... Even though she drank, you know, enough tetrodotoxin to kill a dozen men. Yeah, there we go. You know, that's not quite how uh, tetrodotoxin works, but... You know, there we go. Now, I do have to wonder... You know, the narrator said uh, she's built up an immunity to toxins and stuff like that. If that's the case, why is she such a lightweight? Because, uh, you know, technically, technically alcohol is kind of like a very, very mild poison. And that's what getting drunk is, basically. So I'm wondering, how is she immune to something that can kill you in relatively small doses, but alcohol, like that does her in? So that little red circus guy, you know, poisoning's not enough for him. He has to build a bomb. And, uh, you know, he's got a pretty uh, sizable base of knowledge if he's able to sort of just grab stuff he has on hand at work. You know, that, that speaks of a pretty good working knowledge of chemistry. And, uh, you know, it's kind of convenient that he's describing exactly how he would build this bomb, what materials he would use, and where they are. Unfortunately for him, he's, uh, kind of unaware that there are mind readers around, and mind readers who have a vested interest in stopping him. Yeah, you know, Anya, she was able to rig up something pretty darn quickly. And this is something I find interesting, because oftentimes she's sort of, um... Presented as incompetent or less competent than her peers. You know, even though she, uh, basically built a bomb in record time. You know, that's, uh... That's certainly something alright, like if that doesn't earn you a stellar star for chemistry, frankly I don't know what will. So now I'm not exactly sure that this sort of gambit would pay off, that Anya would come forward, show herself, and threaten this guy. But that said, you know, 
she knows a lot of information she should have no way of knowing, so I'd imagine that would uh, send a pretty clear message. You know, she knows his identity. She knows the name of his girlfriend. You know, I guess in this guy's mind is an organized criminal. This is a, a pretty unsubtle warning that maybe he should back off. Uh, you know what? Being a waiter is probably a more honorable profession than being a gangster. And uh, generally speaking, there's a lesser risk of being blown up, too. Uh, poor Lloyd. He thinks it was this lovely date that's fixed everything. Uh, little does he realize that Yor was just uh, drinking all sorts of tetrodotoxin, and that's not gonna... That's not gonna last forever. And, uh, it's really not, like, a working solution, either. You know, I know just enough to know that fugu is a delicacy. And so I'd imagine that just buying a blowfish is probably a pretty expensive endeavor if you're just gonna suck out the toxin. You know, even for that, even if you don't care about the meat. So I feel a little bit bad for Lloyd, you know, he's gonna get some mixed messages here. Yours telling him it was a great day and all that, but, uh... You know, this whole day wasn't solving the problem. The problem, of course, being a bullet wound. So I guess in the end, Anya can't help herself, you know. If they're going to an amusement park, she wants to go too. Now that sort of uh, ruins the whole point of sneaking around and following them. But, you know, what are you going to do? Anya's a kid after all. She already saved a couple lives. It's rather unfortunate that the bullet wound seems to be hurting even more now that the toxin's worn off.
Alright, well that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. See you, Space Cowboy.